to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jessica Jackley on the line, and she is the Chief Impact Officer over at Aspiration. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Aspiration, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? So I guess I'd qualify it first by saying I don't think of myself as having a quote-unquote career in business. What I've tried to do is work on things I believe in. I'm pretty agnostic as to whether they're technically business or not. Um, there's for-profits, non-profits, and everything in between. Um, and I have tried to build or contribute to the creation and growth of projects that mean something to me. So way back when I was in my early 20s, the first thing I, I started was a nonprofit called Kiva because I was really drawn to the potential for telling a different story and in response to that different story of poverty and potential, um, conjuring a different response from others to respond. So instead of a, a sort of traditional, you know, well-intentioned, but I think a really um, limited story of the poor, so to speak, from well-intentioned nonprofits, that's focused on sadness and suffering and desperation and hopelessness, I wanted to tell a different story of potential and um, entrepreneurship, quite frankly. And so working with uh, a lot of wonderful entrepreneurs who had really just started things, started a, a goat herd, you know, a goat herders, seamstresses, small restaurant owners, mm -hmm. yeah, all sorts of very micro enterprise um, kind mm -hmm. of activities. I worked with a bunch of folks that had been given $100 to start or grow those activities into businesses that could have, a, you know, create a sustainable livelihood for themselves and their families, and to connect, connect those with people who might be willing to lend $25 or more to them at zero interest to the lender. And so that turned into Kiva. The first round of loans we did way back in 2005 was about 3000 bucks to seven people. The next year, we facilitated about $15 million in loans. The next year was 40, the next 100. Kiva crossed a billion dollars a few years ago in loans. Again, these $25 bits to people all over the planet doing their best to, you know, to, to provide for their families and to build sustainable, even if small enterprises. So that was my, that, that kickstarted my, my career generally. And then since then, I've done a bunch of other things. I started, started for profits. I've done investing at the seed stage with um, forward thinking you know, collaborative consumption-focused companies like Lyft and Skillshare and TaskRabbit and a bunch of others, um, Kickstarter. And then, you know, I, I, wrote, I wrote a book myself a few years back, and I've done a number of different things. I do a lot of speaking, but most recently, I can just fast forward to the present. I'm, I'm working at Aspiration as Chief Impact Officer. That's awesome. I love your story. And uh, what I love about it is you really focused on, uh, of course, you had a purpose behind. And, and, and I like your point about whether it's, 
you know, um, nonprofit, for-profit, whatever, anything in between. There's a lot of different ways to go at it and uh, and to um, pursuing a purpose-filled or even some for some businesses a double bottom line, right, um, type of business to where they're looking at their impact and also along with the dollars. That being said, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs listening that have ideas that, you know, they want to make a difference in the world. They have a specific, let's say, socioeconomic maybe impact they want to make like you did with your first um, enterprise. Um, but they don't know exactly how to go from, because um, it's not an easy thing to go from idea to actually seeing that idea realized. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on kind of crossing over that point? I'd say you just you do, you know, do do your homework, be responsible, don't don't experiment in ways that could be um, risky or, or damaging to people. But otherwise, get something out there, be scrappy, mm -hmm. put you know, iterate. So so if you want to build something that um, serves, you know, kids between the ages of 13 and 18, like start talking to families, start understanding as deeply as you can what your users want and need and test out, test it out, like build some, build the, the cheapest, you know, MVP that you can, get it out there and learn. Because I see a lot of people still spending too much time in the planning phase and, and doing, I think, a pretty old-fashioned, like old-school approach of, mm -hmm waiting until a you know million dollars is raised before they do anything you know out in the world before they learn and there's so much that you can do on your own and it'll it'll teach you more in you know days of just kind of talking to people experimenting getting some feedback on a minimum minimum viable product like i said then you will researching and, and building this business plan out to the umpteenth detail so i just say go be more action oriented and and, and i guess additionally I notice often the same people that, that end up waiting, in my opinion, too long to begin are the ones that have an idea that business needs to be, an, an enterprise needs to be a certain thing. It needs to be a certain size. It needs to grow to a certain, um, you know, scale to be, to matter. It needs to have a particular kind of culture or limitations, honestly, on what the value it brings to the world has to be. And it's mostly just bottom line focus. So I just say Never, never apologize for small beginnings until everything starts, and you'll be better and smarter and more efficient and more valuable in the world if you just get out there and get learning as soon as possible. That's awesome. I love that advice. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit, Jessica. Let's get more into what you're doing as Chief Impact Officer over at Aspiration. So first, tell me a little bit more about Aspiration, please. Sure. Aspiration is a financial firm that prioritizes um, sustainability, social, social, you know, social impact and obviously financial wellness for, for our customers. And we don't believe there's any trade-off at all in those, in those things. So one of the most basic and fundamental aspects and things, things that we offer are fossil fuel-free, firearm-free, private prison, it sounds crazy to have to say that, but you do, free and political campaign-free spending and saving, uh, savings accounts, um, as well as investment options. We offer additional screens on other socially responsible investment options, but you know, our, we want it to be accessible to the retail American um, bank account holder. So, you know, for example, on the investment side, the minimum is $10 to get involved and to start to, you know, build a, a sustainable green portfolio. And on, on top of that, there are all these other layers of impact that are really meaningful and I think could be potentially game-changing for folks. So, as an example, when you use our debit card, We've done our best, this is, this is kind of under my heading, we've done our best to map the world and map, map businesses, especially ones the most valuable and most frequently used by our customers, 
with a score, one to 100, that tells you really easily, you know, how that business treats people and planet. And when I summarize with people and planet, you know, people, think workers, community, um, human rights policies, uh, just customers, like are they true to their customers? Do they, do, they, do they treat people well? And then the other half is planet. I mean, how, what does their supply chain look like? How do they deal with uh, their waste? What, what is... Um, what are their policies? Are, are they a green company at any, by any stretch, or are they contributing to climate destruction? So we give that information, and you know, it, just, it, it comes as a push notification when you, as you're swiping your card. So it's pretty powerful, and I think um, you know we're launching a, a new and updated version of that in a few weeks. But to be able to have a steady drip of information to folks, I believe, could really unlock you know the power of every dollar that people choose to spend and wake all of us up from the sort of stupor, like the, the, the being asleep at the wheel of our own consumption. And it, I think, I hope that that slow, steady education can, um, in the end, you know, the vision is we support, we all so choose to support the good guys, not, not the bad guys, not the ones that are cutting corners and cheating their way at, at all of our costs, at the cost of all of us and of our planet, you know, to, to have quick, quick wins. So that's, that's awesome. a little bit about what we're doing. No, that's great. Are there any kind of um, uh, trends that you're noticing? And I know you well, you operate in a big space, but I also know that you have a unique vantage point, right? Um, just be, uh, how long you've been kind of in that niche. Um, any kind of trends that you care to comment on in general? Oh, in where? I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Uh, so in your space of, of really social impact investing and where, and where you're going with this. Oh, I guess the biggest, the highest level thing I'd say would be I I know that some people like it's I think it's pretty easy to gauge like in mm-hmm. in a quick conversation with folks um, whether or not they will honestly like their 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 initiatives the company will be, mm-hmm. will be around in a decade. So when I talk to people who think it's really nice and you know good for you, what a what a bleeding heart <laughs> when I talk about this stuff. I think, yeah. oh, you don't understand. This isn't. This is an optional. This isn't a nice to have. Like companies that are not asking and answering questions about long-term sustainability mm-hmm. are missing a whole set of very real risks to consider, mm-hmm. and they will be left behind. So I actually think talk of social impact and social entrepreneurship and social responsibility. I I, I don't. I actually think it's going to be so obvious sooner than later mm-hmm. that the company is not. You know what we call right now. We say companies are being so proactive and so thoughtful about these things. Yeah, they're just being smart. You can't mm-hmm. put your head in the sand and pretend that these these things aren't happening. And also, if you actually look at the data, what blows my mind is the data is there that says not only is there zero compromise, but these are the companies that are winning in the long term. Like investing and supporting mm-hmm. and consuming from these companies that are thoughtful about their stewardship of our resources and as you know human and otherwise like those are the companies that are winning and if you ignore that stuff there's data that tells you you're you're going to be in trouble so i guess i'd say i get less and less of the sort of pat on the head good for you how nice and and i'm glad that that's diminishing um and, and i'm happy to meet people where they are and talk to them about like why their view might be quite outdated, but I'm hoping more and more that that won't be needed. And it's going to be, it'll be as obvious as, um, I, I, get, I get my analogy straight, but it'll, it'll be, 
You won't as obvious. I, I as obvious as it'll be as obvious as how McDonald's was able to grow through systemization. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like it's gonna be like, well, yeah. If you want, if you want to be sustainable and big long term, like you're gonna have to do this stuff. Once upon a time, this isn't that long ago, a decade, maybe less ago. You know, just also thinking about the big mutual no, funds and exactly. the other of the you world, like investing. Like... Go ahead, give me it. No, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's like how. Um... I feel like a decade ago, people were talking about diversity, like it was this sparkly, amazing, yeah. like, wow, how good of you to consider, including... I love your pat-on-the-head analogy, too. Yeah, like, oh, how yeah, nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm like, as if you, the tone of my voice is like, I'm I'm not, you know, messing around here. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of patience these days for people that say, really, though? Like, shouldn't I just put all my money in oil? Like, no, you shouldn't. That's dumb. Move on. Oh, I love it. Um, so, Jessica, if somebody's listening to this and uh, you got them yep. fired up and they want to learn more about Aspiration, what's the best way for them to reach out? Just the website, Aspiration.com. Okay, great. And uh, that, so, they, so again, that was Aspiration.com. And uh, also, before I forget, uh, what, what's your book and where can people get it? Yeah, my book is uh, published by Penguin Random House. It's called Clay, Water, Brick. Finding inspiration from entrepreneurs who do the most with the least. It sort of tells the story of my own journey as well as the journeys of really meaningful and inspiring entrepreneurs in unexpected places that I've met along the way. All right. And people are driving, listening to this in their car right now. So give it to them one more time. What's the title one more time? Clay, Water, Brick. Finding inspiration from entrepreneurs who do the most with the least. All right, fantastic. And uh, Jessica, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, and to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Jessica, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.